For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. We are back for another great show, another great pod, another great episode. I am one of your hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams, and with me, as always, is the one and only, the incomparable Ed Easy Smith, former professional baseball player, also from professional football player, he knocked people over the head. He might crack down on you. He was a tight end. He was big, muscular. Now he's big and kind of muscular. What's good, man? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm just trying to figure out what people are expecting from these Cardinals, man. We're going to get into it real quick here, though. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So we are a Cardinals, an Arizona Cardinals-specific show. We are, we are broadcasting from the wonderful Valley of the Sun in Phoenix, Arizona. And so we are going to uh, recap the Bucks game. They played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this past week, and they, they fell to the Buccaneers, so we'll get into that. The running game, or lack thereof, but I think maybe that was to be expected. I'll ask my esteemed co-host about his thoughts on that. Kyler Murray shined. He, he Great things, great numbers. But I wanted, I wanted to ask my, my partner and co-host if, he thinks that maybe Murray was at fault for some of the time that lapsed at the end of the game in that fourth quarter. Going to reflect upon Kingsbury just the same way that Kyler Murray is a rookie, is the same way that Kings that Coach Cliff Kingsbury is a rookie as well in terms of a rookie head coach. And the 49ers are up next. They're coming up. They're coming off a loss. I don't know. Maybe the maybe they they've been. Uh, Maybe the the keys, or maybe they've been unlocked or something like that because they just came off of a game against the Seattle Seahawks. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. I don't know. Let's get into it, though. So easy. Let's get into it. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were victorious over the uh, the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals. They won't be at home again until the first week of December. But it's a little bit misleading because. There's a buy in there as yeah, well. So, yeah. so, but you know, I guess it's good to have your buy. It's it's, a, it's such a late buy because I know on our um, Easy Sports Talk show here on in Phoenix on 1060 AM KDUS 1060 AM every Saturday from 10 AM to noon that you had mentioned that in passing it was either a week or, or a couple of weeks ago. But so they they lose 30 to 27. Your thoughts on this game? It was. Interesting in a couple of different ways, but your thoughts on this game? Bruce Arians playing his former team. It, there were about eight to twelve, I think maybe twelve players that he had formerly coached that were that are still on the Arizona Cardinals roster. Uh, all of the coaching staff was from Arizona, essentially. Even the terrible uh, special teams coach Amos, he's over there. He's <laughs> over there as the special teams head coach. I mean, special teams coach, but he's on that on that staff. But your thoughts on the game? Well, first, I'll address what you talked about as far as the uh, bye week, man. Yeah, this bye coming up could not come at a come any sooner for this group. I mean, you're talking about uh, going 11 weeks into the season, 11 straight, and that's unheard of nowadays. Everybody yeah. is pretty much getting their buys out of the way. 
Um, I I had them when I was playing as early as week three or four. Now, wouldn't you hate times. that though if it was so that's early? the exact opposite? Okay, yeah, because then you have the long stretch after that. Yeah, but this uh, the buy coming up for the Cardinals is going to be much needed. Give them an opportunity to recharge the batteries a little bit. Um, this game in in uh, Tampa Bay. Man, I think it was exactly what we said it was going to be. I yeah. mean, I was, yeah. once again, two weeks in a row, I'm getting close to actually getting the score, too. Cause I, I thought it was going to be about 10 points, but yeah, yeah no, much more on point. You know, and the thing is, right out the box, we got a, a glimpse at Bad Jameis, third pass of the game. He throws the INT deep in their territory, and I was like, hmm, this could be one of those. Yeah. You know, Jameis just decided it was early Christmas. He wanted to give us a whole bunch of them, but he settled down. Yeah. Had a pretty good game when it was all said and done. But as far as the Cardinals, you know, I've been listening to a lot of people, a lot of grumbling about, you know, golly, they can't do this. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, look at the clock management. And what are they doing here? Okay. And I keep trying to, you know, like, what did we think this team was going to be at the start of the season? Yeah. We thought it was going to be a three to five, six win team. Yeah. We thought there was going to be some growing pains with Murray uh, under center or mm-hmm. in shotgun, which he is most of the time. Yeah, we thought there were going to be some growing pains with Kingsbury decision making, uh, sideline presence. Um, you know, kind of you know CEO of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what we're seeing to this point. And what you know, and to, I don't want to steal from Jameis with the glass half full of air and stuff like that, <laughs> but. For me, the glass is half full because think about this. Think how bad it was last year at this time. Yeah. With I mean, we weren't just losing. We were getting our heads bashed in. This is true. We weren't competitive in games. We had games when, I mean, did we even show up? You know, no offense, yeah, no we, defense. Yeah, we talked about a lot on yeah. the radio show about that they just gave up. Yeah, yeah. gave literally gave up. Yeah, yeah. If you think about it, even in these losses, look at the scores. I mean, minus the Seattle game, and then he went to – I think it was the Saints and took it on the took it on the head. But you look at all these games. I know the competition few or few little through some of the stretch was not up to what we consider high echelon um, NFL competition. But still, they got some wins on the road. They've been into these games. They go over to Tampa, you know, um, put up a fight at least. You know, they uh, uh, think about it. A ball bounces this way or that way, or we get a break here or there, or Kyler doesn't throw that interception. Late in the fourth corner, you know, allowing Tampa to get the ball go down. There are all yeah. these things that if they didn't happen, we could actually won that game on the road against a Tampa team that really competed against a Seattle team the week before. One of, here's something that was interesting because I was out, you know, me, I'm out running and I was running trails and so, but I was listening to the game. And when the Cardinals got that touchdown at the end of the first half, and you're thinking all you got to do is just get into halftime. And you'll you'll be encouraged. It's despite being outplayed for that first half. Yeah, they they it's encouraging. We're in this game. We are we, we we took a lead, and next thing you know, the defense gives up a touchdown. From from an offensive player's perspective, since you play tight end, how is does that is that one of those things where you get into the locker room and everybody's quiet because you don't want to say nothing that you know is going you can't take back because the defense gave up those points when all they had to do was just. Just hold them. Just hold them. That happens on on bad teams. On okay. good teams, you go into the locker room. First off, the twenty minutes that you guys get to go, yeah. you know, get your popcorn, get your hot dogs and beer, <laughs> go to the bathroom, stuff like that. Yeah, that is lightning fast in the NFL world. Meaning, there were times when we went in by because you remember it's off the field and you got the, the clock starts as the twenty minutes starts as soon as yeah. the half is over. So by the time you get in 
everybody's gonna go relieve themselves real quick. We don't have to get too, you know, deep into that. But right, right. you know, um, then it's you know you meet real quick with your coordinator, me, your position coach, tight end. Then we get together real quick as a team. You're looking, and this is offense, defense separated. Okay. Then you get to your spot, you know, as a team, offensive side real quick. Go over what's good, what's bad, what we're going to change, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Then coach brings us back together as a team real quick. You know, boom, before you know it, it's like, okay, five minutes or 30, you know, two minutes and out. You know, so it's like you got to get the last, something retaped. You got to do this, that. So there's not a lot of time for bickering and finger pointing and stuff. That stuff usually comes after the game. Like if you're in Chicago with Trubisky mm. and, you know, we done lost another one. We held a team of nine points and we only got six on the board. And that that's when it usually happens because now everybody's, you, you know, you're coming down off the high frustration, et cetera, et cetera, getting undressed. But during the halftime, and there are times when something really catastrophic can happen. Like last week with the timeout and then, just, you know, the, right. the 49ers score. So there's sometimes there's a quick like shaking the heads and whispering, but everything happens so fast. And I, I brought up good team, bad team, because good teams, what they do is, look, they come in and if there was an offender or somebody who really screwed up, hey, let's pick him up. Let's get him up. We still got another half to go. You know, look, man, take you know, get your head out your butt because we got to go handle our business. You know, forget that. It's in the past. Right. The bad teams, you might, you know, <laughs> You know, I, and, and you know the dude is sitting over in the corner, sitting over <laughs> the corner in looking here. at him like, I know y'all talking about me. <laughs> so, but you know, like I said, it all happens so fast, and some of those decisions and things that happen, they're evaluated after the game because halftime is not the time to do it. Okay, so after the game, though during the game, we can see it, even before the game, we talked about the the Bucks. They they didn't give up. They don't give up a lot of run. Number they one, they, number one rusty. Number one against the run. Went to that game. So seventy eight yards, I believe, is the the average for them. And so they didn't. The same thing held true. The the running game was pretty much non existent. Uh, as a matter of fact, when you're looking at that game, it was seventy five yards rushing for for the Arizona Cardinals. And this is this is something that you've commented on. We've commented on. Uh, on the neutral zone that we do with uh, KSRNAZ.com. Everybody in the Valley comments on this. David Johnson just doesn't look right. I heard um, what Max Starks was on uh, was on one of the local radio stations, and he was talking about it's that it's he's trying to boot, almost trying to reboot his, 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 his brain to try to go and take those hits, but something is missing. Were you still see, do were you still seeing or or not seeing what we what we once saw a couple of seasons ago from David Johnson? I'm gonna toss a couple things at you, man. Okay. We had seventy five yards rushing, right? Okay. As a team. As a team. On eighteen carries. Three of those carries were Murray for thirty eight yards. Mm-hmm. So you talk about and we talked about this last week. What are the keys to us either being in this game, having a chance to win it? We talked about a balanced attack, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you go out there and you let your quarterback, and think about this, the three runs for Murray were probably on scrambles. So you can take those out of the book in terms of game plan. Then you get into a game, you run the ball 15 times, Drake had 10 for 35, and then poor David Johnson, five carries for two yards, the critical fumble. And what I've been watching, man, is an Earl, he talks about this all the time, he is so tentative and tiptoeing. Dude, there were a couple times, man, where I wanted to go like, you know, back in the day when your vertical hold was wrong, you want to go up and smack the TV. Smack it. I, there were a couple times when he was running so gingerly. It was like, is something wrong with, like, I thought maybe we went into slow motion mode. I was like, I want to go up and hit my TV, maybe speed it up. He looked like, man, this is in the five, the, the five minimal carries he had. He looked so pedestrian and like, and 
I, you know, I was doing a little looking earlier. Obviously, signed a big contract. You think maybe the money, maybe he got what he wanted, yeah. and now it's like he's just trying not to get hurt. It looks like he's out there, and maybe there's a psychological. You bring up a great point when you're injured and hurt, and then you come back. A lot of times, it's you're very tentative. I remember some of the injuries I got through with my knee and different things. Yeah, and then the next time you're out there. You know, you, you're tentative about really going full force because here's the thing. You know what it's like to be hurt because you went through, you felt it. Yeah. And to put yourself in harm's way, it's not an easy thing to do. I get a lot of credit to some of these, especially some of these linebackers who fly around Woo. and just, and I'm like, because I tell people all the time, I was big and physical. I was a tight end, which meant I didn't, I didn't want contact. I wanted to catch balls, okay. look okay. all pretty. Yeah. But those dudes seek it out. Their entire job is seek, destroy. Like yeah, that's you, true. you know how hard it is to do that after like a really bad injury and then for a running back that's half of their job running through a hole hard knowing that all 11 guys on the other side of the field you're their target when the ball when that pig skin is in your hand yeah. same thing goes for quarterbacks when you're you know they start to get the happy feet and the eyes that can't look up because they're so worried about what's underneath them and they've taken those blindside hits before now that clock starts ticking fast they get a little jittery and maybe that's something that we have to look into with, with David Johnson and the question is is that something that you you know I know he's I think next year he's a huge cap hit the year after that yeah. I think he's less dead money but man the Cardinals got to be seriously looking especially bringing Drake in here once again he had a decent game only 10 carries but you know he got you know was more productive than, than David what do you do this offseason? You know, because this looks really, really bad. It, they have to. They definitely have to address it because when you think about just from uh, we talked about this last week a little bit was the kind of a kid in a candy store where you have these multiple running backs and what can you do? But David Johnson is one of those guys that's put him out, let him let him be a wide receiver, but then that defeats the purpose of having a defeats the purpose of having running back exactly. Yeah. And so it's it's they're they're definitely going to have some issues to, to get through in the offseason where they're going to have actually a lot of cap space in order to be able to work with, but we'll see how that goes. But as we you mentioned the quarterback, uh, Kyler Murray, 27 for 44, 324 yards, three touchdowns. I was encouraged because what, uh, what Christian Kirk – had what was it, Christian Kirk? Six for one thirty-eight. Yeah, three TDs. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. Just seeing pushing the ball a little bit. I'm still concerned with the way that they, as you mentioned, they play the they, they, horizontal, the horizontal game. game as opposed to the vertical game. But it was still encouraging. One of the things that we, we know he threw that bad interception. You can't. It's it's the thing is it's it's like my 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 youngest son he does a great job in terms of what he's doing this year in with with school but if he has a bad day I'm try it's hard to not try to overreact so that way it doesn't become a trend but so he has the bad interception that comes at the end of the game but you you just you have higher expectations that he'll understand the time and place so as let's at least get these points instead of trying to go for six. Mm-hmm. Let's at least try to get these points. Then at the end of the game as well, the the poor clock management on his part, there were, there were about, what, 30, or 40, 30 to 35 seconds that ran off from yeah, the time clock yeah. before the play was called. If you had had that time back, maybe they're able to, to, to be able to do some other things and maybe score. Your thoughts on that, the good and um, the unfortunate bad of Kyler Murray in that game? Well, you know, I think we're setting a really high bar for Kyler. Maybe so. You think about what Daniel Jones, what uh, Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold, 
uh, Baker Mayfield, <laughs> some of these other quarterbacks and their bad decisions. Yeah, they're doing them on a day, a weekly basis. I mean, you got t- games with multiple interceptions. Uh, just you know, even Jameis Winston, if you want to go that far, yeah. Jameis is what three years into, four years into, no, four because next yeah. year yeah. is his fifth year, and we're still scratching our head over some of the, the choices he makes. So you get obviously it was a learning experience for for Kyler, but because we have the bar set, because he has been so good with protecting the ball, so good with making some of his decisions, uh, when to throw, when to scramble, when to get down. Um, so he finally does a rookie thing. He really looked like a rookie on that singular play. And, you know, my thing is, if Tom Brady can do it, if Aaron Rodgers can do it, if Drew Brees can put up nine against the Falcons this past week, so, you know, it's like, we got to give him a little bit of a, 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 you know, a break on this one. And I'm like, look, you know, he... And it, along the same thing along with the um, the time management. That's one of those things where, you know, you see a Brady or a Rogers and they're like click, 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 you know. When when you get to those really intense times in the game when it's, hey, last drive, last few seconds, things speed up a little bit. And right. he's going to learn that his clock has to speed up a little bit too, whether it's getting the play from the sideline. Here's another thing. As a young quarterback, he might have to, like, Two or three years from now, you might see him screaming at the sideline, get me to play, get me to play. Right now, he's not quite there. He's looking at his coach and them, and they might be talking to him. He's, like, waiting for them to give it to him. Right. As he gets more experience and becomes more demonstrative and knowing exactly what he wants to do, he'll be the one pointing at them where he might just say, forget you, I'm going to call my own stuff very quick and go into his mode, you know. So that's just with experience. I don't take too much from that other than, you know, it is, I'm seeing what I expected all along. And, you know, like I said, we, we we're getting really a little, a little spoiled when you think about how good he's been. And, you know, and not great, but really good as a rookie quarterback. And I really, like I said, what he's done so far, he should be commended for. And I give a little credit to Kingsbury as well for grooming him and bringing him along. This is a total process of everybody out. And that's why I'm still scratching my head, you know, listening to other shows as I drive around, everybody's like, this team is horrible. They did this. They can't. I'm like, wow, you guys got a short memory because horrible was last year. Horrible. This is, you know, at least trending upward. Maybe not on that guy, you know, straight upward, you know, motion, but it's a little better than, than it has been for a little bit of time. Indeed. So let's transition over and talk about with Kingsbury. We have we know the 49ers are coming in. This is the first time. This is their first team that they're going to be seeing twice. So I'm curious to see how Kingsbury is going to, maybe how he'll grow as a coach. Because I think these are, when you talk about, and it's funny when to hear you uh, taking a, a half step back when you were talking about the, the halftime and going in and the, the short amount of time that you have to make those adjustments, it just makes coaches like uh, Belichick just shine even more. Oh, yeah. Expect them yeah. Even more because they make those adjustments. But having said that, Kingsbury is going to see his, uh, the team for a second time now. So what is he going to do? What is your expectation for this game? And even for Kingsbury, it's do you think that that – that first uh, that first half timeout that he called is that going to be in his head? Is that it, what from a from a coach's perspective? Because you did a little bit of coaching too. Folks don't know that you did some coaching on the uh, on the Phoenix College, College yeah, yeah, Phoenix College on, on the JC level. So you can come from that perspective as well. So as you're approaching a team for the second time, what are your thoughts and what are your expectations for this 49er game? Because they're going to see they're yeah. going to San Francisco this time. A couple different things that are in the 49ers' favor. Remember last time they. Just a couple weeks ago, they played short week on Thanksgiving. It was the Thursday game. Right. 
So the 49ers have very little turnaround to start digging into Cardinals. Um, they, you know, they had to come on the road as well. Um, very generic game plan probably for them. And they hadn't seen the Cardinals up close and personal yet. Right. They were doing everything off of film that from other games, you know, other uh, teams playing and maybe don't have the same attack as them, but they, they, they go situational. They look at the short yards. They look at some of the trickery and stuff. Oh, we got to go back, too, and talk about that fake punt. We'll get to that in a second, the fake punt we ran, which oh, I yeah. thought was okay. really good. Yeah, we'll okay. get into that. Yeah. So, and, and, I'm, and that what sparked that in my head is that, they, like I said, they hadn't seen them up close and personal. Now they have. So now they can say this is what they tried. This is how they tried to attack us the first time. Uh, we, you know, maybe we can have a little more on their tendencies, et cetera, et cetera. And they now have a, a full week of prep for them. So that's an advantage for the 49ers. What I like about the uh, Cardinals to this point is they've come out with some different things, including that fake punt, right. um, some of their motions and different things they've done with, you know, that we had a great running game against them. Remember with uh, Drake getting in, um, now the question is whether he can have a repeat process like that second time around, or can we get anything out of David Johnson, which at this point, you know, it, it, for me, it's, I'm not going to say it's a lost cause, but he just doesn't look right right now. So I think I think the 49ers, especially coming off this loss to Seattle, are going to be licking some wounds. They're going to have a full week to prep. We're going to be going in there. It's going to be a, not necessarily a hostile environment, but any game on the road is a tough one. Mm-hmm. I think this game, this like what we saw as a competitive game last time, might be a little more unbalanced in the favor of San Francisco just because, like I said, they've had a chance to see us, not just from film now. They have some stuff they can look back on. Yeah. And then, again, you brought up a great point, the tendency. Like, the tendency for a young coach will be to, well, that stuff we did last week, work, or last time we faced them, worked really good. Let's just try to improve that and do it, do some more of that. Right. That's not how you do it in the NFL because they're going to be geared to stop that. They're going to be geared to now if they have to leave an extra person to spy on Murray or fill the box with eight to stop the running attack, and now what do you do? So those are the things that, you know, I hope, you, I hope Kingsbury doesn't fall into the trap of, well, that worked last time. Let's do it again. you got to be even more creative and more uh, um, genius with your formations, personnel packages, and plan of attack the second time around because, like I said, they've seen it. They have an opportunity to prepare for it. If you come in every same game plan, you're just going to more than likely not work as successful as it did the first time around. One thing to keep in mind, what I think is going to be interesting when you look at uh, what the Cardinals did with to Jameis, and yeah, it's Jameis, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. But two interceptions that were thrown. So think about that. That if Garoppolo is you, you've made the you made the point that hey, if they, if he's a game manager, he's just doing what they're telling him to do. But if you watch that game, the game against the Seahawks. Garoppolo, it can be forced to make some bad decisions. Oh, yeah, you get after him. And so I wonder if I, I wonder if the Cardinals' defense is up to the challenge to be able to try to take advantage of that. Last time, Garoppolo really carved them up. He made he the Cardinals' defense made him look like a Pro Bowl quarterback. So I'm curious to see what's going to happen there. Will they really take it as will they will they step up to the challenge in that way? Um, it, the you know pass rush again Vance Joseph he seems to be playing a lot of zone as opposed to to man uh, I, they they were able to get a couple of sacks on Jamison uh, I want to say yeah two well, two sacks had, yeah uh, no, four, four sacks, sacks four sacks four. on Jamison so maybe he'll dial it up a little bit more 
your thoughts from a defensive perspective as they, how they're going to maybe approach uh, approach Garoppolo and that run-heavy offense of yeah. the San Francisco 49ers? Different animal, different beast altogether. With Jameis, you want to put pressure on him because you know he's liable to give you a couple, which he did right off the bat last week. <laughs> he sacked him four times. He's probably breaking the huddle saying, hey, I'm going to give him a couple to him. You know, I got to do a little bit something. I got to give him a couple things. Yeah. yeah sorry about that. Yeah. I'm assuming that the – 49ers, obviously they, you know, the run game was a little erratic um, against against um, Seattle. Seattle yeah. They're going to come out with the same philosophy I think they had last time because of our weakness up front. They're going to try to pound the ball, pound the rock on us. If they're not successful, then then we'll fall back into Jimmy G's hands again. But I just, I'm, I'm anticipating them not want to put it put it up 40 times. I think this is going to be a run heavy game for San Fran for them to reestablish their identity. Right. And then the fallback is we've seen Jimmy do at least once against this Cardinals team. We can rely on that if necessary. You think about this too. They lost a cut they lost a couple weapons and Kittle not even be able to start the game. Right. And then uh, Sanders was out yeah, early yeah, in the game. Yeah, so he was yeah. minus two weapons. So we'll see what happens as far as those guys coming back into the mix. But I anticipate a heavy dose of uh, run. They're going to try to put it down our throat. Um, no need to throw the ball all over the place. Um, whether Vance decides to put pressure on Jimmy G, that it's almost like a crapshoot. You know, you my my philosophy would be if if I'm facing them, knowing that they're probably going to try to establish run early, mm-hmm. I might try to stack the box a little bit. With that being said, I won't necessarily have to blitz much. But if I stack the box, force them to throw, then we make the adjustment. If he's having success in the passing game, then we might want to send a little pressure. So this is going to be, this for me is going to be, first quarter of this game is going to be that sparring match, like, you know, opening round of a right. heavyweight championship fight. Not saying this is a heavyweight championship fight, but they're going to come out and feel each other out. I think because of the reason, and here's the other factor. A lot of times you play a team in week one, and you play them again in eight, nine, or ten. This is two, two times yeah. in three weeks. Yeah, so that's yeah. in three weeks. Yeah, 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 you're right. You know, so this is, this is real familiarity right here. And it's going to come down to, you know, what game plan works best against the other. Then who makes the adjustments to counteract? Which I've all that to this point, I haven't been great or overly impressed with our counteraction from our coaching staff. So this could be a game that, like I said, it, it, it's going to be maybe feel out in the, in the beginning. And then somebody's going to find out what's really working, and they're going to hammer that away to finish out the game. I think. So what do you got? Who do you have winning this one? I'll, I'll go first on this one. I think that the 49ers will, will win this out. I think it might be one of those, a real run-heavy a run heavy game. I think, yeah. as you mentioned, uh, they'll probably grind it out. It might be maybe 27, 27 to 20. Is what I was saying. You got it that close, huh? Yeah, I think I think I, they'll 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 end up grinding it out. One of the things I as as you prepare to make your your choice, that 49ers defense is good, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that they they came up short against the Seahawks, and there's no shame in that because that's a even though the Seahawks they shouldn't have they shouldn't have as many wins as they should. Russell yeah. Wilson, very similular to yeah. so the the yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They had Russell Wilson, got yeah. that, and you see how he just abused them. They let him get out of the pocket so many times, and that's how they end up losing that game. Yeah. So that's boom, and here we go, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Now we got 49ers just playing Russell, and they got that bitter taste in their mouth of we let him escape too many times, we let him do this to. So I'm thinking that's going to be an emphasis of we need to make sure Kyler stays in that pocket 
And when he does get out of it, make him pay for it and get to him early and often. So with that being said, you know, they coming off this loss to Seattle, um, that defense, if they get off the ball and do the things that I think they'll do on Sunday, I'm thinking it's going to be a, a mirror image of when we went to, to New Orleans. Ooh. And it's going to be one of those uh, 33 to 12 games. Something Whoa, like damn. That's, I mean, I'm just, you know, that, okay, that's I where I'm you. going with it. So. Good Lord. All right, so <laughs> this is Believe in the Arizona Cardinals on behalf of, of my partner and co-host, Ed Easy. No <laughs> offense, Cardinals fans. <laughs> I am Javon J. Love Adams. We do this every week, so make sure you tell a friend. And we, we thank you for participating and listening. So as my partner likes to always say, Till next week, till next week be easy out there. You <laughs> can. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.